This episode is brought to you by Comcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Parenting Bites. I'm Andrea Smith, and this week, I only have Amy Oztan with me because Amy and I are in Las Vegas for the Consumer Electronics Show. Yes, we are. Rebecca decided a few years ago, it's just not worth the CES flu. She hates it. She hates CES. She hates everything about it. She refuses to come. So we're here. We have had an exhausting week. In fact, I'm heading back home today. Like literally as soon as we get done recording this. (laughs) We've been walking the show floor. We've been seeing some really cool stuff. Um, We have have so much to tell you about, but we're going to do just a little today because we also have an exciting interview with Comcast Xfinity, who was at the show. And then we'll be back next week to tell you about more. But we're going to start right now. Let's dig in. Amy and I are going to kind of give you not our top five, but let's just call it like our first five. Yeah, like the the, the five interesting things we saw so far, because I still have two more days at the show. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Um, so should I start? Yeah. Okay. Go I'm going to start. So I have to say, hands down, the coolest thing I saw at the show was from Lenovo. It is the Lenovo X1 Fold. It is the world's first foldable PC. Andrea has a video of this thing, of her folding it and putting it under her arm like a little clutch that we're going to post, and you have to find it because it's so cool looking. So I don't have the the specific specs. It's like a 13.3-inch tablet. It folds in half, and you can put, um, you know, programs, one program on one screen, one on the other. The bottom half turns into a virtual keyboard if you want. It also comes with a small Bluetooth keyboard. So if you're on a plane, if you're traveling and in tight space, mm-hmm. you pop the little Bluetooth keyboard right on top of the virtual keyboard and you've still got the screen in front of you. And the screen that folds is seamless. It is so seamless, but what I really love is on the outside, there's this black leather material. So when you fold the entire thing in half, not only does it charge the keyboard that it is inside, but it turns into this gorgeous, trendy black leather folio that you slip under your arm and you look so chic heading off to a business meeting. <laughs> it's it's really cool. I want do, do I even want to know how much it costs? Yeah, I think it's 24.99. Depending on the specs yeah, that could be worth it. It's coming out mid-year 24.99 and uh you know uh, Samsung had issues with their foldable phone. I'm just going to yeah. say it. So, you know, this hasn't been put through the ringer yet by the reviewers, but I have to say, I mean, I I talked with Lenovo. They went through very rigorous testing. Um they did a lot of things. Uh, because they learn from other people's mistakes, mm-hmm. and uh, it's kind of cool. It's very cool. That's awesome. All right. I'm going to stay on the geeky thing for a minute. Um, Lenovo also had something. I thought this was so innovative. It It's the Lenovo ThinkBook Plus. So basically what it is is it's a 13.3-inch full HD display laptop, your regular laptop, 10th gen Intel Core i7 processor, which is a very geeky way of saying fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, 16 gigs of RAM, solid state drive, 10 hours of battery use, but check this out when you have the laptop closed on top, instead of your normal 
aluminum or whatever your body is made of, a 10.8 inch e-ink display oh. is integrated. It is the top. It's basically the top of oh, the cover. Oh, that's cool. So a use case for this would be, you know, you're running to a meeting. I mean, here we've been running around all week. I can't tell you how many times I've had to take out my phone, mm -hmm. open my calendar. What suite is it in? Where am I going? You can just tap the e-ink display. You can check your calendar. You can read Kindle books. You can read PDFs. You can use the um, pen and it like the stylus and you can take notes on it. So if you're in a meeting, you just start taking your notes. It gets saved as um, a OneNote. Oh, you know how much I love OneNote. I know. My entire life is on OneNote. Anything you put on here is going to be saved to OneNote. So then you can convert it to text or, you know, whatever you want to do. Cool. Um, and it's always on and doesn't, you know, e-ink takes up no battery life. Yeah, that's coming uh, March of 2020, starting at $1,199. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to move over to beauty really quickly. I saw a couple of beauty things. L'Oreal has uh, what's called Perso. It's basically what they're doing is they're using, a they're using AI to custom create makeup for you. They're starting with skincare. So they're basically like looking at your skin, looking at your routine, examining dark spots, pore size, skin texture. It all happens with taking a selfie. Then the app uses, um, do you live in Las Vegas where it is 100% dry, 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 and I'm living with chapstick every hour? Or do you live in, you know, the Florida Everglades where it's total humidity? It takes into consideration the temperature, all that kind of stuff, and creates a skincare routine for you. Um, and then you use a little pump. Down the road, they expect to be able to do this with lipstick, uh, foundation colors, so that it is designed right for your skin. Neutrogena is doing something similar. They don't have a device, but they have a new app. I went to talk with them yesterday. They're doing the same thing. They did a, uh, a picture of my face. They told me my skin was fabulous. Oh. It was like 88% or something. It was up there. Um, I had a little problem with fine lines. But then they're going to recommend products for you. But here's what they've done. It's not all Neutrogena products. They're oh. actually corporate. It's not like, here, use all our so stuff. So if you use the app, you're not just tied into you're their You're not stuff. tied into their ecosystem. They know people want choices. Yeah. They know maybe you like their daytime cream, but you use something else at night. Mm -hmm. So they help, and, and it tracks it over time and lets you know if your skin is getting moister or drier or whatever. Um, those are really high-level things um, that, I, that I'm going to talk about for beauty, but I wanted to take a minute or two to mention, um, I can't call them vibrators, but they're women's health tools. So yes. Some of them don't vibrate. They so don't we've vibrate. been corrected when we call them vibrators. Quite the education. Yes. Um, in a nutshell, last year, a company, uh, Laura DiCarlo had a vibrator called the Ose. It won a CES innovation award. And then CES decided that it was obscene and it didn't follow the tech standards, so they reneged. There was all this uproar. So this year, they pulled her in. They had her and somebody named Suki Dunham from Oh My Bod. They've been around forever. I interviewed them back in 2012. Um, build out a section called Women's Health. And while it wasn't, you know, 20 vibrator companies in a row, they were scattered throughout the health and wellness section. Yeah. Um, and it was good. I mean, I talked to a lot of these people and 
um, what they're really trying to do is just say, hey, we're th- these are pretty. They are healthy for women. They're putting them out on the shelves to be seen, touched, looked at, given away. I'm not going to tell you how many are yeah, my I was going to say, you didn't just talk to these people. You came back to our suite with a bag full of vibrators, not vibrators. Well, not well. they don't all vibrate. Right. That's the other thing. They have incredible robotics, which is the tech angle right. of this. They now um, simulate oral sex, and it, it doesn't vibrate. It's an air thing. Um, one of them is a Kegel exerciser. When is the last time you did your Kegel exercises? Um, 20 years ago? Well, my oldest is 18, so probably about 17 years ago. Okay, so it, it was just interesting. We'll probably talk more about it next week when we have Suzanne Cantra, um, our friend from techlicious.com, talking with us. Um, but it was it was just really eye-opening, and I think it was amazing being able, not only Lori DiCarlo, but being able to talk to all of these companies who, with a straight face, the PR companies are telling you about using these for women's health. Right. Like there's, when you go talk to these, these people, there's nothing like hush hush about it. This is what they do all day. There is nothing embarrassing about it. They are just, you know, sharing the tech and, um, really making it normal, which is what it should be. Normalized. Yeah. They're totally normalizing it, which is awesome because you know, the controversy last year was they won this big award and then it got taken away. It was because they decided that it was obscene. But they were showing porn in a virtual reality headset. Right, but that was fine. But, you know, women's vibrators weren't. So now that they've reversed that decision and said that, you know, okay, they're not obscene, now it's kind of opened the floodgates for this this sector, right? which is just fantastic. I also love that they had these people. This woman at one booth was wearing a, a jacket that said Chief Pleasure Officer. <laughs> we have to post that. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop there because I could go on forever. Okay. So mine, um, I haven't actually been on the show floor yet. So mine are all from like the evening events where some of them are a little more experimental. Um, some aren't, some are like established companies that we've talked about before, but my first one is called relief band, which is not new. We might've even talked about it on the show before, I think. Yeah. The the anti-nausea. Yeah. It's like, it's like a bracelet, like wearable watch type thing that you wear for anti-nausea. But the reason that I'm talking about it is Number one, they have this new $200 version that doesn't look like a medical device on your wrist. It looks like it looks like a wearable. Mm-hmm. So if you're the kind of person who has problems with this a lot, if you're having morning sickness, if you get car sick and you're using something like that every day, you don't have to look like you have this anti-nausea thing strapped to your wrist. The other thing that they have that's new is, you know, maybe like me, you only need it very rarely. Like I'm fine on big ships, but on a small boat, I get nauseous immediately. So I could buy one of their versions that works for 48 hours, 72 hours, seven days. Right. And, and it's and not it's a lower price point. It's a lower yeah, price it's a point. Low, that's what was so cool. It's a number yeah. of hours. That's how long the battery will last. Right. So you can point. keep turning it off when you're not yeah. using it. So it's not like you turn it on and you only have it for seven days. You turn it on and you have seven days of when it's on. So I think that's fabulous for people who don't need it all the time. And they're getting FDA approval for like so many different causes. Right. They're moving into um, hospitals. They're moving into chemotherapy. Yeah. Chemotherapy for, um, you know, I think I mentioned morning sickness. I want to try it on my husband who can't go in those motion uh, simulator rides. Yes. So yeah, that's fantastic. So speaking of relief band, it's funny because I tried something called relief heat. 
oh. uh, you know, I get sciatica and, oh. and uh, there's this relief heat. It's basically, um, you know, a heat therapy wrap that you wear under your clothes or over your clothes. Um, it's rechargeable. And so you don't have to, like, I'm constantly running to my microwave. Right. To right? heat up one of those. To heat it up things. and then it's too hot, then it's too cold. So you wear it around your wherever that it hurts, but it has an app. So you can adjust the temperature in the app. So oh. if, you're, if it's too hot, you can make it cooler and you can also set a time nice. to how much, uh, how long you want it. Okay. Sorry. No, that's going. very <laughs> cool. Okay. So my next one is called D-Scammer. It sells for $129 and it's a device that you can point at an ATM or, you know, a bank of gas station pumps or something like that. And it will tell you if there's a skimmer <gasps> in a 50 foot radius. I'm one of those people who won't use a credit card at a gas okay, station. See, you I could, pay cash. You could point this thing at the pumps and it will tell you if there's a skimmer, if, if there's something that, you know, somebody's stuck on there that can steal your info and then you don't use that. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's I think cool. I think that's fantastic. My next one is called I don't I don't know how practical this is. I want some tests on this because if it works, I'm buying one. It's called the Y brush and it brushes your teeth in ten seconds. That's for me. Yeah, it's because every day, like I, I love my toothbrush. I have a fantastic toothbrush, but you know, sometimes I don't want to do the standard two minutes that it takes That's, to, to got properly. The Sonicare, I've got right? a Philips Sonicare. I love it. I travel with it. I have it here with me in Vegas. But sometimes, you know, you want to get out the door quickly. You don't want to do an entire two minute cycle. So this thing, it has bristles all around. It's like in 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 your mouth shape. You do five seconds on the your top teeth. Five seconds on your bottom teeth, and they say you're that. done. I yeah. need to get that. We need to test that out <laughs> because if that actually works, oh my! And imagine like they have two sizes: they have kid size and adult size. And you buy like the the unit that powers it. You only need one of those, and then you can put different you know brush heads on for the different people in your family. So yeah, I would love to test that. Like kids who you can't get to brush for two minutes. Yeah, ten seconds. Ten seconds, the door. and they're done. So that's called the Y brush. Um, my next one is really cool. It's called Lex Life. It is not available in the U.S. yet, but it will be. They're just working some things out. And apparently, when you're dyslexic, you have two dominant eyes. People who can read normally only have one dominant eye. And having two dominant eyes just kind of screws with your brain, and it can't see the letters right. And so this is a light that you can point at any book, any tablet, any hmm. computer, any phone, anything you're reading. And the light kind of makes only one of your eye dominant, eyes dominant so that you can read normally. Wow. Like, does it trick the other eye in some way? I'm, I don't know the science behind it. I would love to know. Um, I would love to see some studies on how yeah. it works, you know, rather than That's just take their word for it. But they say that they're having amazing results. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, we'll look for that to come out. They said it, they're, they're hoping for this year. And then my last one, um, you know, Andrea and I shared a suite here in Vegas. She can attest to how much pop I drink. Oh my God. Yep. And. Uh, can't even tell you. Yeah. And I am known especially if you follow me on Twitter for putting cans in the freezer so I can cool them down really quickly and then forgetting about them. And then like, you know, the next morning or whatever, I open my freezer and the can has exploded everywhere. And it's a huge mess. I do this like, I'd say about three times a year. 
So the Juno beverage chiller is this thing that sits on your counter. It can chill a can in one minute. It can chill a champagne bottle or a wine bottle in four to five minutes. It can chill a beer in, I think they said, two minutes. Mm, cold and, Chardonnay in yes, five minutes? In five minutes. Oh. They, they sell a tumbler that will work in it for coffee. You can chill your coffee in like a minute. That's what my husband and daughter would use it for. This, See, they're not going to care about my cold pop. But if I say, yeah, but you can chill your coffee in a minute. That's it. They will You'll be on board. Him. Yeah. So that actually launched a couple of days ago on Indiegogo. And I have a really bad habit of backing things on both Kickstarter and Indiegogo. So there's a good chance I'm going to back You might get that. <laughs> I love it. I, I would be surprised <laughs> if you didn't. I mean, it's just the perfect, perfect thing for me. So All right. I think that um, this is just a preview and we'll have more. We'll try to organize it a little bit more into categories. Oh, yeah. We want to hear. If you could see, like, we are so done. Like, we are so exhausted right now. Um, we can barely get the words out. So when I did go to the Stevie Nicks concert oh, last you did. night. And Pat I Benatar. Did. And Pat Benatar. I did not go. Uh, Andrea invited me and I just, I wanted to be in the room. We had stuff to do the next morning and I just wanted to get ready and I don't love either one of them enough to like make the effort, but you looked like you had a, I had a great good time. time. Even though I've had no sleep all week, I had a good time and had to go. So, um, but we do also have an interview. We had a, got an interview with Comcast. Um, Comcast's Xfinity has a, a number of announcements and um, one about a new advanced gateway and one about some um, cyber protective tools. They're doing some cool stuff and we got a chance to chat with um, Comcast Xfinity VP, David Puckett. So that's coming right up. Stay with us. And we are back and we're joined by David Puckett, the Vice President of XFi and Digital Security uh, at Comcast. And, you know, the thing is we're at CES with so many screens, new devices, new gadgets, new ways to uh, kind of distract our attention. Um, and a, a really important thing that we talk about all the time here on this podcast is how do we control this screen time? How do we kind of, you know, manage what we're doing as well as what our kids are doing? So uh, we've invited David Puckett to join us to tell us a little bit about what Comcast is doing. So, David, uh, welcome and thank you for joining us uh, here. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to it. So again, we're talking about all of this screen time, and I know that Comcast and XFi has um, done a lot in this space, right? Can you give us just some tips and some of the things that, that you're helping parents do to kind of keep a handle on how much screen time kids are, I guess, taking, taking part in? I mean, I know that a lot of it has to do with school, but you know, what are you doing to help parents manage this? Yeah, absolutely. So we do a lot of consumer research, of course, sit in a lot of our consumers' homes. And I think the things that really come out of those learnings are parents are just looking for ways to get information, um, a little bit more transparency about what the members of their household, their children of different ages are doing, um, how often they're online. Is it is it healthy? Um, and so what we've done with our, really our home networking service through a thing called XFi is give them a hardware, the router in the home and some features over a mobile app 
that just really extends control over who's connected, when are they connected, um, what is like my son Cooper doing um, at nine o'clock online, and really giving that control to the parent to say, you know what, I really would just like them to have about two hours of time online, um, maybe after school. So we've created features that allow a parent to schedule that. And for those times that they don't want them online, they like over bedtime, uh, they can set a scheduler that uh, applies to all the kids' devices to shut off Wi-Fi, like for in that time. Um, we also just, quite honestly, we found from consumers, and I'm one of them because I have four children myself. Uh, my wife and I have kids from nine to sixteen, who have different, you know, really internet habits uh, and devices that we want to just have visibility to how much time they're online and and then have the ability as a parent to take control of that and you know decide, you know, are they doing homework? Are they gaming too much? And things of that nature. And so XFi, what we've done at Comcast is really just trying to put that control in the hands of the parents. And I think what you're saying also is it's a little bit of awareness as well as control. I mean, just, just knowing what's going on and also making your kids aware that maybe Wi-Fi time is limited. So, you know, you're going to have this much time, you can use it how you like, but then it's over. It's finite. Right. And so we, you know, from a technology company, we look for ways to really be real time with the users and give them that ability to say, hey, he's, there's a, he just came online after school. Um, do you, and you have the control then at that point anywhere on your on your phone that you have an Internet connection to decide, well, no, he should be doing homework or um, or maybe it's a younger child that needs a nap. Um, so I can pause that interview anytime they want. It's really about the information, Andrea. I mean, we see. Um, a, a, an intent here of just helping the parent have a conversation. You know, in our home, we have, it's just like regular habits, right? We all grew up washing our hands before we ate dinner. Um, what we're finding in a lot of homes now is that parents are looking for ways to have more digital habits that they can teach their children um, about when is too much time to be online and when are devices need, need to take a time out, like at bedtime. Well, that's the thing. I think that so many of us, um, since we didn't grow up with all this technology, we look at it as something totally different than the other habits that we're trying to build. Absolutely. And I think where you, if you really talk to consumers, you'll find that most parents are like us, that they just don't know how much is too much, right? And so they're looking for just information right now. And they go to their trusted friends and family and others to kind of compare how much time is your kid online? Do you even know? I think most of the consumers that have been using XFi were um, not just with their own children, but with themselves are, are realizing just how connected we are. And I'm a guilty parent. I, you know, I, my children probably model their behavior after me and my wife, and we are connected a lot uh, to devices. So finding opportunities to show them um, with this information that, you know what, dad's going to take a break too. It's dinner. Everybody just put your devices down. Um, this is technology that just helps people facilitate that and get the conversation going. So I don't want to get too technical, but we are, you know, it's CES time and, and, and we do talk about technology a lot. I think a lot of parents don't understand, okay, how does this work? I mean, how do I turn off the Wi-Fi? So can, can you just give us a little maybe broad strokes? I mean, this isn't going device to device. This is, this is controlling your router, correct? That's correct. So everything's connected through that uh, XFi gateway, the router, and through our mobile app uh, that comes with that service, they are able to really assign devices that are connected to the router to particular individuals in the home. So as I mentioned, I have four children, so I have four profiles. Each child has their own devices these days. Um, we have over 35 devices in my home, <laughs> uh, mainly because I'm a techie dad and, and you know, and these kids... Um, 
they we all use them a lot but really what it is once you've applied devices to really these profiles i can now determine you know do i want to put a, put a control as an example of my nine-year-old that filters out adult content from any of his devices accessing absolutely do um, do i want to put a, a pause on the wi-fi for those devices overnight every day there's a schedule i can just say weeknights school nights you know your devices are going to go offline at 8 p.m. And what's really happened, guys, is you know, my nine-year-old will just come into the kitchen and he knows around that time now, because they're creatures of habit, that it's time to charge the device and put it down, right? There's not a conversation anymore. There's never me trying to track him down like, Cooper, let's let's put the device down. Let's disconnect. It's, it's now become just daily habit for him. Um, and so the ease of this is you got a simple mobile app that a parent can assign devices to, to children or to guests or whoever and has a number of different control features they can assign to them. And that kind of takes the pressure off of parents. You don't have to have that daily argument with your kids. It's time, five-minute warning, three-minute warning. You know, it kind of takes you out of the equation. That's right. And like just an example, over the past holidays, we've had my other grandparents over. And so I created a grandparent time, <laughs> right, where <laughs> all of my kids' devices went offline um, when, my, when we were expecting uh, when we had the grandparents over so that, again, that's another one, right? So come on, grandma and grandpa are here. It's time <laughs> to spend time with them. Okay. So now they have, you know, again, it's just giving that parent control over that and to determine however they want to use it. There's up to 30 different schedules in our product uh, that parents can set on a daily basis per profile, right? So it's really got maximum flexibility. You might want to, I don't know, a nap time or a homework time or whatever, Um they have that ability now, and it, it does ease those conversations, and it takes the work out of the parent. So let's talk a little bit about um, your announcement at CES. I know uh, cybersecurity is a really um, big thing for parents because, you know, God knows what kids are putting out there and what they're downloading and what they're bringing in. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your announcement. Yeah, very excited. We have... Uh, We've had a premium service for the past year we've been um, really experimenting with consumers, which is really uh, a cybersecurity layer of service that sits on the gateway. So think of this like if you had traditional internet security in the past that you had to install on each individual device. You no longer have to do that. It, it's one program that sits on the gateway. It's automatically turned on. There's nothing to download or install. It covers every device that's connected to that gateway, which means it also connects, it protects uh, from outside threats and intrusions on a lot of these smart devices we see at CES, right? And so a lot of these devices are vulnerable um, to hacks. They're, they're he what's called headless in the industry, which just means there's no screen or keyboard, right, to download. And they don't have software they can download to them. So we Are really you talking about devices like a, a video doorbell or a security yeah. camera? Yeah, or anything, a Your camera. thermostat. Yeah, a, a Peloton bike, <laughs> like anything that's connected to, you know, over Wi-Fi, you know, is going to be kept, you know, protected under this level of service. And really what it intent is to do is block it, uh, any outside threats from trying to reach these devices, um, whether we know about them or we don't. And so we use what's artificial intelligence and machine learning, some sophisticated stuff in the cloud that the consumer never has to worry about, um, but that is constantly monitoring the activity of those devices on the Wi-Fi to look for abnormalities, right? And these are things that typically go undetected uh, from a consumer that we're now able to block those threats. It also just protects, like you mentioned, 
um, from users in the home from accessing or accidentally or unintentionally accessing phishing sites, malware, and things like that that are known to be pretty nasty and, and sit on those devices forever. We can block those before the user reaches them, and then it notifies them right in their browser um, what we're doing, and they can bypass if they like. But the reality is, most people say, "Okay, thank you very much. I'll leave." Um, so this is all happening now on the gateway. And the, the announcement is that we're making this available to all 18 million of our XFi internet customers starting in January. Um, and that's exciting because it was a 599 product that people had to pay for, but we've learned so much that this fits every profile of home, whether you only have a couple devices or you have 35 like mine. And I'm sure it saves you guys time on your end with people not contacting you saying, oh my God, what happened to this device? What happened when I, when I visited this site? Yeah, we are always the first line to call whenever anything goes wrong with anybody's connected device, whether we manufactured it or not. And that's just what people have come to trust their internet service providers to do, right? So in the past, uh, we've had to try to deal with those things with this layer of protection. You're absolutely right. Um, this is just proactively now uh, giving a cleaner connection in the home that doesn't disrupt the customer's life. And then, you know, we don't take those calls. Nice. Does it, will it automatically um, block the activity if, if they see suspicious activity on one of your smart home devices, or does it tell you or both? Yeah, it, it, it automatically looks for, so if you have, it, it doesn't even have to be our device, like any device a consumer brings into their home, let's say that it's making a call, right, to a third party that it's not intended to do because that's not what the manufacturer built it for. Um, we're able to detect that. Um, and block that connection. And that's typically a hack, right? That's some, something somewhere is trying to access that device um, as an entryway into the customer's home network. And once they're in the home network, then a lot of bad things can happen in terms of extracting information on consumers uh, undetected. Yeah, there and were so, stories last year about people's uh, networks getting hacked through their light bulbs. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what happens is uh, even normal devices like game consoles, like an Xbox or a PlayStation, uh, will open up what's called a port on a router. And those are like, you know, similar to an open window on a house that has a door locked, right? And intruders can still come in. And then once they're in, it's not that they're trying to attack that device necessarily. They're just looking for an entryway uh, into the home network where they can gather more valuable information. And I think all of us uh, remember a few weeks ago the, the video of the kid in her bedroom, you know, where somebody was talking through her security camera in mm -hmm. the bedroom. Um, and clearly that was a hack, you know, it's, it's a, probably a, their password was one, two, three, four, five, or their street yeah. number or something. Um, you know, obviously on top of the warning that you all should have very secure passwords, um, would this protect against something like that? Yeah, it depends on the particular hack or incident. The one most recently that's been reported, um, I believe was using actual legitimate credentials from the user um, to log in and access oh. that. And so, you know, in, in that case, that comes back to your point about just password hygiene. Um, as end users, we're all guilty of this, myself included. We don't use things like two-factor authentication as much as we should. Uh, I would argue a lot of these devices should have them built in already um, just to prevent these types of intrusions. Um, but there's a lot of, you know, this is just the nasty stuff on the web sometimes that there's programs out there that will just constantly try to figure out what your password is on some, you know, very popular things like Amazon or, you know, Facebook or Netflix or wherever. And as users, we typically use the same password, right? And so it's, it's easy to kind of access these devices. You know, layers of security that we built in are looking for 
did somebody find another way into that device from an outside source? We can block those. But it's difficult, you know, when people are either sharing credentials or they're having their credentials stolen and, you know, or companies are logging or hackers are locking in as if they're the end user. Um, tell me a little bit um, about the advanced security. Once once you roll this out, will all your customers get it right away? Yeah, so we are rolling it out this month in January. Um, all new customers get it as soon as they activate the gateway. Um, all our existing 18 million customers, we're starting to roll it out over the entire month of January. So by the end of January, every one of our customers will have this available. Um, and like I said, there's nothing to turn on or install. They just you have to just log into XFi, just use the XFi mobile app. Uh, as we talked about earlier. That's great because people hate downloading new apps. Yeah. Installing mm-hmm. new apps, it. getting no. new passwords. I know. I know. I don't do it anymore. <laughs> but uh, we're trying to make this really easy. It sounds like easy, you know, especially for parents who, you know, have so much already on their plate. I think that the easier, the better, you know, if you can maintain security in your home and teach your kids good, healthy um Internet habits, uh, anything, anything that anyone can do to help, I think, is a good thing. Right. And look, it's, you know, security is not fun. Right. So, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of gadgets and stuff we're going to we see here this week that are they're interesting, fun and, and cool. Security is it's like like I tell my, my my family, it's like it's just it's part of your daily habits. You've got to be careful about what you share. And um, on top of that, let's, as an Internet service provider, we want to make sure that's, you know, just super easy for our customers to have. It's a, it's a huge benefit, and it's why they, you know, in many ways, we want them to choose our service. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, sharing your news with us and for giving us some tips and uh, ways to keep our kids safe and ourselves safe online, uh, especially with all of the stuff that we're seeing at CES. So, David Puckett, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Hey, this is our Parenting Bites disclaimer. Everything we talk about on the show is our own opinion. Any products we recommend, it's our own personal recommendation for entertainment purposes only. If you buy something through our affiliate links or you just happen to buy or see or read or watch something that we've recommended, it's at your own risk.